Managers under pressure, teams under even more pressure, a money spree for Newcastle and a goal spree for Mo Salah. It's been a cracking month in the Premier League and we've been keeping a close eye on all the action. I'm Jack. And I'm Harry. And this is Two Halves. Coming up on the show, we meet the Gavigans, the Irish Toffees who have some great stories about their beloved Everton. Nathan Collins drops in for a chat. The under-13s Bohemians girls have their say in the locker room and we'll be talking to Jake and Sobsey from BBC Match of the Day magazine. Stay with us here on RT Junior Radio. This is Two Halves. Two Halves. Well, we're in November now. And looking back at October, there were many football headlines, but the player that stood out for me the most was Mo Salah. Everybody's saying that Salah is the best footballer in the world at the moment. The Liverpool Man U game, he absolutely starred in it. He assisted Keita and he he got himself a hat-trick. He's also scored two 1-1 Champions League game. This could be the best season he's going to have. Yeah, so that's five Premier League goals in this month alone and two in the Champions League. He's playing so well because Liverpool as a team are playing really well at the minute. He has the ability to dribble past any player in the Premier League and he can do it very well. We saw that goal against Man City, arguably the best goal so far this season in the Premier League anyway. The supply coming in from Andy Robertson and Trent on the wings. Not necessarily to Salah, but even to Firmino. It's very hard to play against fullbacks with such good passing ability. Well, Liverpool are unbeaten in their last 22 games. And I was reading that Jurgen Klopp said players get better after they turn 30. So the best is yet to come for Salah. Because, of course, he's only 29. Speaking of Mo Salah, one of his former clubs, Chelsea, are running riot at the top of the league as it stands. On 25 points, three ahead of Liverpool with the same games played. They have been impeccable this month with a 7-0 thrashing over Norwich, a 3-0 victory over Newcastle. They won 1-0 against Brentford. Even though that was a tight game, Edouard Mendy has been absolutely brilliant. He's been the goalkeeper of the Premier League for me so far. Even when they were 7-0 up against Norwich, he still pulled off a great save to keep a clean sheet, which showed how much he cares. But also, Aaron Ramsdale for Arsenal has been brilliant this month. Uh, He pulled off an incredible save against Leicester from James Madison's free kick. Well, let's focus on Man United for a minute. They had a weird month. They had a 5-0 loss to Liverpool. Then they beat Spurs 3-0. They also drew one all with Everton. And they also lost 4-2 to Leicester. So what does that mean, Jack? Well, really, the team are playing like individuals to me. They're not playing well as a team. You have Van de Beek, who doesn't look happy on the bench, Jaden Sancho rarely sees more than a half an hour or 20 minutes on the pitch. Like, they're not using their key players enough. Marcus Rashford is another one. I don't think he's injured at the moment. He's not because he scored against Spurs. These players like Pogba, he's such an individual. He got red carded and he was had a smirk on his face walking off the pitch after committing a horrendous tackle on Naby Keita, which had to be stretchered off for. Thankfully, he's okay. And has Ronaldo really reunited the team? I don't think he has. Uh, Maguire isn't having the best season. They don't seem like they have a leader. They seem like Solskjaer just tells them, go out and do whatever you want on the pitch. 
they're just not up to what they were up to last season. Shaw, he just hasn't been the same. Neither has Juan Bissaka. A lot of them just haven't been as good. I saw a video when Jamie Redknapp said, it's like a holiday camp at Man U. Nobody seems to really be in charge and they all just need a wake up. Well, this brings us nicely to managers under pressure. Speaking first, of course, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Nuno Espirito Santo, the Spurs manager, could also be sacked. The fans booed him as as he made the Bergwijn on Mora off substitution. With both team managers looking like they're likely to get sacked in the near future, the main replacement that both teams want to bring in is, of course, Antonio Conte. I reckon by the next podcast, he will be at one of these two clubs. I'd just say he wants all the money and he will go to Man U. Well... It has been a brilliant month for West Ham. How could we go without mentioning them? They have their best ever record from the start of a Premier League season with 20 points out of a maximum uh, possibility of 30. Not only did they manage to knock Man U and Man City out of the Carabao Cup, but they now sit fourth in the Premier League table, joint on points with Man City and just behind on goal difference. A lot of credit has to go David Moyes' way. He's been brilliant this season on the sidelines. So as it stands... Norwich, Newcastle and Burnley are in the relegation zone. Norwich have two points out of ten games. They have lost eight and they drew two. I'm sure Norwich fans will hope that they can stay up, but minus 22 on goal difference. They have a lot of ground to make up for. Oh yeah, the other big headlines came earlier in the month with the Saudi Arabians taking over Newcastle in a takeover deal worth 350 million euro. And the main player that they're looking for is Johnny van der Beek. They also want Harry Kane or Kylian Mbappe. The main player isn't Donny van der Beek, Harry. The main player would be Mbappe. They're not trying to sign Donny van der Beek, like, more than they're trying to sign Mbappe. Yeah, but the player that they're probably, they're most likely to sign is Donny van der Beek. Yeah, exactly. You're right in the sense that it's most likely that they will sign uh, Donny van der Beek from Man U as he is sitting on the bench week in, week out. Do you think with all that money, Newcastle could potentially win the Premier League next year? Listen, it won't be next year. It won't be the year after, and not the year after that. In maybe even 10 years' time, Newcastle will be one of the best football teams in the world. So you heard it here first. 2031, Newcastle will reign. (laughs) Well, Jack, you know I'd spend my last penny on Match of the Day magazine. I count down the days till the next issue, and I read it cover to cover. If you're a fan of the magazine, then you'll definitely know our first guest, one is head of content, one is a senior writer. Welcome to Two Halves, Lee Stobbs and Jake Wilson, otherwise known as Jake and Stobbsy. All right, lads, thank you for having us. Yes, boys, buzzing to be here. First up, lads, another great issue of the magazine. I really enjoyed it. How did you come up with the ideas of every issue? Well, every single week we have a little meeting between me, Paz and Jake, and we just literally go through every single idea possible. So we have lots of regulars in the magazine. We have quizzes, we have funnies, different features. And we're constantly thinking about ideas. So we're watching games, watching loads of football programmes like Football Focus and Match the Day X, just trying to get ideas and just being on the internet as well you see things that you like or a player scores a goal and you're like right we need to get him in the magazine 
Do you ever get any feedback from the players that uh, you put into the magazine? Like any funny feedback? Do you know, sometimes we do. Um, I was um, I did a little FIFA series recently, um, and one of the players I played, he played for Coventry, Jody Jones, and he was like genuinely buzzing to be a part of it, and like he'll get to do loads of stuff as a as you know near top level player. Um, and he was saying that he used to get the mag every every week. Then his auntie used to buy it him, and he was he had posters on the walls, and he was just. Super so excited to be a part of it there was um rashford as well wasn't there lee um he kept um his uh player of the month award that we gave him um um, when he did his show with the bbc all about um you know getting uh kids half-term meals it was in the background of one of his shots like on his mantelpiece so that was cool so they obviously uh they take note of what we do i think who was the best footballer you've ever interviewed and who would you love to interview in the future number one i would say is lacazette now you might be like do you know what lacazette he's not he's not the biggest name in the premier league or in football but for me i'm an arsenal fan right and when we signed him we didn't have a striker we didn't have any great strikers we paid all this money and jake and i both got to go and speak to him at a fifa event about three days after he signed so for me you can imagine that was that was really exciting but apart from that I would say Danny Alves. He's the most decorated footballer in world football ever. The biggest name for me was Kevin De Bruyne. That was amazing. It was great vibes. But my my ultimate favourite was Premier League icon. Lee loves this one. Thierry Henry. Uh, the Arsenal hero. Um, he was just so wonderful. His his answers were so honest and thoughtful. My dream, my bucket list is Thierry Henry and Jake's interviewed him. So I'm very jealous of that one. Who is your standout player and standout team in the Premier League so far? Wow, that is a tough question. And I'm going to say West Ham. For West Ham to continually be this good for another season whilst they've got European football, I think has been so special. You've got Antonio doing bits, Fornal stepping up, Rice looks like such a leader. I'm so impressed with West Ham. I think there's only one player we should speak about right now in the Premier League, and I think you know who that is. It's got to be Mo Salah, right? Everyone talks about Messi going to PSG, and rightly so. Everyone was talking about Ronaldo coming back to the Premier League, again, rightly so. Shirt sales off the charts, but Mo Salah said, you know what, forget Messi and Ronaldo. I am the best player in the world right now. And he's showing that week in, week out. He's in the form of his life. And quite frankly, if he continues, the Ballon d'Or is his. Okay, guys, we're just about out of time, but we have the rapid fire quiz round where we throw a few questions at you to get to know you better. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Between the two of you, who is the messiest desk at the match of the day office? I would say it's Jake, but it's, it's not necessarily messy, but I would say he's got lots of little things around his desk, like little stickers here and there and little books that he's been half reading, whereas I like to keep it quite quite clean. Who arrives earliest into work, Jake or Stubbsy? Lee, I think I'm going to sneak that one, my friends, because your trains aren't that reliable. They let you down too often. Yeah, Jake's always sat there already beavering away by the time I get in. So, yeah, Jake takes that one. A favourite toy for you as a kid? I love football, but my second love, potentially, was uh, wrestling, WWE. Probably my favourite toy was my Goldberg action figure as a kid. Messi or Ronaldo? My answer is Messi. I just love the naturalness to Messi's game. Everything is so instinctive and he's just a beautiful footballer to watch. It's Lionel Messi, hands down. No doubt about it. Guys, thank you so much for talking to Two Halves. Thank you so much for having us. It's been brilliant, guys. Lads, we love it. We love your show. Thank you so much for having us on. We love hearing from families who all support the same team. This month, we head to County Meath to meet Everton superfans, the Gavigans. 
Hi two halves. We are the Gavigan family from just outside Slane in County Mead and we are mad Everton fans. My name is Jerry, and I'm the dad of the family. Believe it or not, all five members of our family have played in Goodison Park. In September 2017, myself, my wife Bernadette and our good friends Joe and Donna went to a charity match in Goodison and of course we flew home that night and who was sitting beside me? Only Seamus Coleman. What an absolute and utter gentleman. Needless to say, that was the best 30 minute chat I've ever had on air flight. Sorry Bernadette, but you know that's true. We'll fast forward a couple of weeks and we're back at Goodison again and after the game, the kids are standing where they normally stand waiting for an autograph or a photograph when Seamus Coleman comes along and the kids say, do you mind if my dad takes a picture? Well, Seamus looks up and he goes, how are you, Jerry? How's things? The kids are in awe. As for me, I must be a legend. I'm buried at the mum. Best game I was ever at, Merseyside Derby in Goodison in September 2006. We won 3-0. Oh my God, it was just an amazing game. And to top it all, the gorgeous Jerry bought me a ring with three blue sapphire diamonds to celebrate the win. Just fabulous. I'm Sean. I'm the oldest. I've been an Everton fan all my life. <laughs> Dad brought me up that way. I was a mascot in 2007. We were playing against Blackburn that day. Uh, Andy Johnson scored the winner. It was 1-0 to us. I've also played in Goodison. Me and Dad played with uh, Soccer Aid a couple of years ago. It was amazing to step on the pitch and yeah, it's a hell of a club. I'm Michaela. I'm 17 years old. My favourite player would have to be Seamus Coleman. He's an absolute legend on and off the pitch. I also love Ben Godfrey, as he's a very strong player who goes in hard for every tackle. I started following the women's team around 2017 when I heard about Gabby George getting a professional contract with Everton. I went to my first women's game in Walton Hall Park this year in September. The girls bet Birmingham 3-1. This was a double header, which meant I was able to watch the women's game in the morning and then after that head over to Goodison Park and watch the men's game. It was one of the best match days I've been to. Hi, I'm Daniel. I've been an Everton fan for as long as I can remember. I was born a Toffee. My favourite player is probably Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I like his aggression and power on the pitch, but also his beliefs off the pitch, such as his views on racism. My favourite ex-player is probably Mauro Fellaini. He was just a monster in midfield and he never pulled out of a 50-50. I've been to quite a few games, but surprisingly I've never actually seen the Blues lose live. Goodbye, two halves. From the Gavos. Up the Toffees! Thanks, Gavigans. Wow, some stories there. Seamus Coleman, if you're listening, we'd love to chat to you on two halves. Maybe we should ask his bestie Jerry to put in a good word, Harry. October has been an incredible month for our next guest. The former Stoke defender signed for Burnley this summer, where he is having a huge impact. And he made his senior debut for the Republic of Ireland against Qatar a few weeks back. This month, he has started for the Clarets against Norwich, Manchester City, Southampton and Spurs and we're delighted to welcome you to Two Halves Nathan Collins Thanks guys <laughs> Nathan how are you? It was a tough game last night against Tottenham you played very well Yeah it was a tough game it was uh, they've obviously really good players you know the likes of Kane Son Mora you know but that's where I want to play you know I want to play against the best players in the world and I really enjoyed it Nathan you Corney, Roberts Lennon and Hennessy are all new transfers how are you getting used to things with Burnley? Yeah, really good. It's a, They're all really good lads here, you know, so I settled in really quick and it's been really good so far. There seems to be a great relationship between Burnley and their fans. What's the atmosphere like at Turf Moor? Yeah, I love the atmosphere. It's great. The fans are really good, you know. They really drive me on in the games as well to keep pushing, so I'm really thankful for them. It's great and unusual these days to see a club with a manager serving for so long. Sean Dyche has been with Burnley for nine years now. He must be a good gaffer to get along with. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, he is really good. To be fair, all the guys, all the lads really like him. You know, he's good for me on a one v one basis and on as a team basis. So he's really good, and everyone really likes him. What's a normal training day like for you? Is today recovery after last night's game? Yeah, on a normal day, we come in around nine o'clock, and we'll have breakfast all together. You know, then we'll do some gym work. We'll do training. You know, at around eleven o'clock, and then. We'll probably have some gym in the afternoon as well and then leave by two or three. But on a day like today after the match, it's a lot more relaxed. You know, we um, we're, we're in the gym stretching, doing like stuff like that in the pools, you know, just recovering because we have another game Saturday. And do the players ask to play matches in training like the children do at a training our age? Or do you actually enjoy doing the drills? Um, I think deep down everyone wants to just play games, you know, we all still have the kid in, in ourselves, so that's all we really want to do is just play games. At international level, Stephen Kenny is building an exciting team for the future. Are you excited for your possibilities in this young team? Yeah, of course, you know, we can see in the last few games what he wants to do and it's, it's really attractive for someone like me and I really want to play for them. I really want to play for my country, so it's really good. Myself and Harry are actually going to the Portugal game now in two weeks' time. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see you playing, which would be great. Yeah, if you see me, I'll, I'll show you a jersey as well if I see you as anyway. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Who was your football idol growing up? A player I probably looked up to the most was maybe... Someone like Steven Gerrard, maybe. I just liked the way he was on the pitch, you know. I, I always liked the way he played, so maybe yeah, him, I'd say. You look a bit like Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> Do what? <I? laughs> a young Steven Gerrard. Uh, what club did you support as a kid? Jeez, um, I don't know if I can say that, but <laughs> as a kid, I supported Liverpool, but now I, I support Burnley. So... With the likes of Mo Salah on fire this season, do, do you enjoy playing against players of that top quality or is it a real challenge? Um, both really. I really like playing against players like that and it's a really good challenge, you know. I want to play against the best, so playing against players like that's really fun for me and I enjoy it Like, and it makes me play better as well. That's why you play football to play against good players, so it's what I want to do. Do you listen to music or something going in the team bus uh, to psych yourself up before the game? <laughs> Not really, actually. On the bus, we wouldn't. We just talk, you know, we just have conversations. But then in the dressing before the game, someone will put on their music and that'll really get us going. Do you enjoy playing FIFA? Yeah, I do. I really like playing FIFA, even though it can get really annoying. <laughs> I do enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and do you play with your own card in FIFA? No, I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get that card. Once I get that, I'll definitely play with it, though. <laughs> Some of the lads will play pro clubs together, and then a lot of them will play um, other games as well, like Fortnite and stuff together as well. <laughs> uh, what's your hope for Burnley for this season? Obviously, try to go up into the top 10 of the table, really. I really. We have a really good squad here, you know. We've been unlucky so far, but I have high hopes, you know, and I hope we can, we can show everyone how good we are. Nathan Collins, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you on Two Halves. Thanks for your time and keep up the great football. Cheers, guys. Good talking to you as well. Before we leave you, let's hear what the girls from Bohemians under-13s team in Dublin have been up to this month. They are in the locker room with player Cara and their coach Aidan asking the questions. First up, we have Callie. Callie, what position do you play in? 
defense. And do, do you support any Premier League uh, club? Liverpool. They're a good team. Ellie. Chelsea. Who's your favourite player? Mount. Rihanna, what position do you play in? In midfield. Who's your favourite footballer ever? Um, Mason Mount. League of Ireland. Who's your favourite League of Ireland team? Bose. Who's your favourite player? Yeah, Georgie Kelly and Keith Ward. And did you go to the Ireland match during the week, girls? Yeah! Some of you were ball girls. Gracie the goalie. What team do you support? Liverpool. Have any of you watched any of the Women's League of Ireland matches? Yeah! yeah. Who won that match, Finland and Ireland? Ireland! Girls, who are we playing at the weekend? Shelburne! How are we doing in our league at the moment? Good. Who's top of the league? Kill the Manor. And we bet, did we beat them? We beat them and they were shot you won yeah. your cup match at the weekend yeah. in the All-Ireland yeah. in the All-Ireland Cup it was what's got? 3-2 Thanks Bose good luck in your league thanks to all our guests on the show and as ever thank you for listening unlike some of the Premier League managers we'll definitely be back again next month where things really heat up as we edge closer to Christmas remember hashtag two halves to get in touch from Jack and Harry bye, bye. two halves